Welcome to Four Dimensions for Teachers, a podcast with Dr. Caroline Blackley, covering topics that surround today's dynamic teaching and learning environments. Ignite your curiosity, engage your passion for discourse, and encourage others to join us in these robust conversations, all to strengthen our community of practice. No need to put your hand up. Just tune in as we laugh, cry, challenge each other, and aim high to continue to be the best teachers we can. I had one of my beautiful teachers flick me an email this morning asking about issues with uniform and I guess how do we get staff on board, students on board? How do we deal with the challenges that can come with uniform and uniform policies? So basically for me, there's three simple responses to that. The first is, and this is the harsh line, the first is quite honestly, as a teacher, you don't work for yourself. You work for a school and you work for a department. There are a few independent schools. When I say independent, that are not attached to government under state Catholic independent systems per se. However, the message is the same. The majority of us work and have worked most of our career within a school, within the department and under education with state funding. So the first thing is, if you have a school policy and you have procedures around what uniform policy is, just do it. It really is that simple. There are so many other layers that we will talk through as we go through this podcast, but the simple and the first one is, if we have a policy, do it. So here's the reasons staff and students don't do it. Um, Shirts being tucked in by boys is the biggest one I see, and long socks being kept up. They're usually the two that have the most controversy, most confrontation and most debate around them. And quite honestly, are they old school? You know what? Yes, they probably are. But again, if you're working in a school where that's the policy, do as you're told. The other side is, if you don't like it, find a school where the uniform policy is not so strict. So I have worked in schools where students don't even wear shoes. The first day I was there, it was a shock to me that no child had a pair of shoes on. Actually, I think one or two did. So I've worked in schools where no one wears school shoes, students can wear whatever uniform they like, and I actually struggled because I had come from a place that was very structured on adapting to that. But the same went in that circumstance. It's not my school, it's the school I work in. So we adapt and we are part of the policies and procedures in which we work. I've worked in schools where I have had to almost completely dictate to enforce. And I use those words because quite honestly, for me, that's how it felt. So if you're a teacher that is struggling with the policy your school has, can I tell you, I get it. I completely understand it. I sat as a deputy principal that had to enforce those policies. And it truly feels like that when you have pushback from staff, from parents, from students, you know, the list is long. And the reasons can be valid. You know, we've been away on a trip. My son put his jersey in someone else's bag. We had rain last night. We, ha- we don't have a dryer. My goodness, there are so many reasons that are valid for why students don't come to school in school uniform. That's not the question I'm responding to today, though. So the first thing is, if you have policies and procedures, quite honestly, follow them. And again, I just started to touch on the reasons that are the most frustrating for teachers. Things like boys having shirts out when they're meant to be tucked in, socks down when they're meant to be pulled up. You know what? As humans, it's not just, it's not just students and uniform policy. As humans, we don't follow the rules. I got a speeding ticket at the start of this year because guess what? I know what the speed limit is and I still chose as an adult, not a child or a student, but as an adult, I still chose as a human to not follow the rules that were expected. 
So guess what? Got a warning. Loved the copper because instead of slapping me with what I could have done, which seriously is almost lose my license, they understood the circumstances. They gave me the warning. And believe me, I am now that person you sit behind who's doing five kilometers under the speed limit everywhere I go. So we want to change behaviors. So if you've got your school policies in place, the first thing is make sure you state them with high expectations and refer back to them and interact with students when they are meeting those expectations. I've got a great video that I use in training of Jason Cole's music teacher. And at that stage, he was at Lowood State High School. And if you're listening, you actually hear him interact with one of the students and specifically talk about them being and meeting the expectations around uniform policy that day. I'm assuming that student often didn't. What a great opportunity that Jason took in that moment. So the first one, follow policies and procedures. The second one that is linked to that, if you are the teacher that on the sly or on the side, you let the kids slide in that have the nose rings in when they're not meant to, they have their socks down and you don't address it. And I've had many teachers who genuinely say, Carolyn, I was so busy getting kids in. I was so busy getting ready for the curriculum. I honestly didn't notice. Well, you know what? That's not your choice to not notice. So if you are the teacher that lets the team down, if you are the teacher that doesn't give detentions, if that's the expectation of the school, if you are the teacher that does not follow up in asking and stating what we are meant to do around uniform policy, you are actually creating a harder environment for those students than if you had have followed the policy to start with. And here's why. One, students then feel that they can argue or have discourse with other teachers around why you're so picky when Mrs. or Mr. such and such doesn't make me do this. So you actually set up a tone for the school. This is the culture in which you are representing. You set up a tone that you don't agree with the school policies. The second is if detentions are the way that other teachers respond, you're now setting students up to not only engage in disruptive, non-compliant behaviour, but also to possibly get consequences that while you may not have handed them out, other teachers will. So for goodness sake, don't put students in the position of thinking that you're the cool teacher or you're the teacher that didn't think to follow that through because it actually sets them up for failure, confrontation or unpleasant interactions with other teachers. I'm not worried about whether other teachers can get them to do it or not, because quite honestly, if I've got three teachers before me that don't follow the expectations and set up uniform policy, when kids come into my room, they damn well will follow the policy because I will show them how and what I expect. Here's the thing, though. I am the teacher that will follow through and a student doesn't think it's fair because other teachers didn't give them the same consequence. So know what your policies and procedures are. Step in with a green footprint, high expectations, high frequency of interacting with them when they're meeting it. You don't need a reward system to support students to be wearing their uniform. You need to let them know this is our pride of uniform, our pride of school, and that we all have a standard of dress. That also can mean check out what you're wearing to school sometimes too. Anyway, we're not going down that pathway because I can think of a few people that would be emailing me by this afternoon when this goes live. So here's the third thing, and this one's the biggie. If time taken by teachers to address infringements around uniform is truly taking up a lot of time, is detracting from the teaching and learning, and it really is a reflection on is our uniform appropriate for today, for our students, for our community, then you know what? Have professional conversations with leadership. If leadership approve it, then you have it with PNC, then you have it with community and other stakeholders. I went through a process where we changed the uniform because we were sick and tired as a whole staff 
of asking boys to pull up their socks, of asking boys particularly to tuck in their shirts. And our uniform at that stage was a horrendous, ugly grey. It is now, and I don't work at that school anymore, it is a beautiful blue. The boys have these lovely tailored shirts that sit just above their shorts but are not required to be tucked in. So we actually changed the environment to suit the culture, the changes in society and the way in which our students were living and wanting to behave. Here's the thing to know about that though. That was a long and arduous task. So with the principal at the time, myself and our whole team, we had challenges, we had stakeholders come out of the woodwork we never thought would challenge a uniform change. Truly, it was like trying to change the Australian flag. And I am not joking you. So we had people who literally came forth and said, we have worn this uniform since 19 whatever it was back before the 60s or wherever. And why should it change? Because boys don't like tucking their shirts in. We had people challenge us on we were diminishing the expectations around the standards of curriculum that would be delivered based on the uniform changing and our standards dropping. So if you think that your policy needs to be readjusted, have the conversation, but be mindful that is not a short thing to change or something that happens quickly. So in the meantime, you truly need to come back to those first two things I spoke about. Set your students up for success in every classroom. Show them that we are one, we are a school, and we represent our school by wearing our uniform with pride. Don't get upset when you have to remind students to tuck their shirts in and pull their socks up or to have their hair up. My goodness, I watch in manual arts lessons how often teachers have to remind students to put their safety glasses on. It is our job to be the police officers, to be the people that set expectations with high frequency. Not because students are naughty or they're just refusing, but because they are humans. And as humans, that's why if you look around the different speed signs on open roads, you see them once every, who knows, 20, 30, 50 kilometres. If you're in a built-up city and you approach a school zone, they're literally every few metres. As humans, we need to know what are the expectations. The beautiful Anna Stanford, who's doing some work for me at the moment, she actually said to me yesterday a quote that I love, and I googled it, and I found it was from something she wrote back in 2018. She talked about kindness, there is a kindness in contracts. And I went away and I thought about that, and it is so true. When we have contracts, they are our expectations, and my soft summer rain, when you refer back to them. When we have contracts, the kindness comes in that everyone knows what they are to do, what they stand for, where they stand, and what is expected of them in that moment. So I hope this has been helpful. Three things. Basically, do as you're told. The second, don't set students up to fail. Be part of the team. And the third, if a conversation needs to be had, do it in a professional manner, not through refusal to follow what your admin have asked you to do in a classroom. What do they say? Integrity is what you do when no one is watching. So be that person that leads from the front and fits in and shows what our school culture is about. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap for this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and visit carolineblackley.com and join our growing community of international educators.